Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning MV Pro Call. Today is August 19th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which of course you can do by going to motorvitality.com, where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives, or by subscribing to whatever uh, podcast application you happen to use. So, um, uh, Stacy, it sounds like it, 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 you might be one of the only ones on from uh, uh, for now. Jen, did you have trouble getting on, Jen, by chance? I did not, but that I was I was only because I kept punching the wrong numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 hopefully, if you if anybody is listening to this later, I apologize for technical difficulties, which we sometimes have, um, but. Uh, um, anyway, I am going to start the call off the way I do every week, which is by asking, was um, there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before, anything that happened that's worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country, or anything we can help you with? Kelly, I do. If nobody else does. Good, Jen. Okay. Um, so last week I was out in on Long Island along with um the a couple of our MV pros and yourself and then we went out to the EWQA barbecue and um well I guess I have two things. We went to the EWQA barbecue which was hosted by Resin Tech. And um I have to say if anybody ever has the opportunity to go out to Camden, New Jersey, um if you have the opportunity to tour resin tech, it is amazing. It really is. And it, um, it again helps put this industry into perspective and, um, their technology that they have there is just amazing. But just seeing the way everything works is, it's so cool. It really is. Um, I was excited that Bob and Maria got to go because they were, they, like I said, got to see, that it's more than just water softening and, and things like that. It's there's this whole big world. And it was it was very, very cool. Um Resin Tech also is speaking if any of you have been to Camden, New Jersey, you know it's not the place that you really want a vacation. <laughs> um it reminds me of, of a Flint is or Detroit is what it reminds me of. Um but Resin Tech has is buying up property and they're trying to clean up the town. And even the mayor came and spoke and said how much it means to him that Resin Tech is coming in. They're getting jobs. They I think um, like 50% more of the jobs than they originally had planned on um, so supplying for those that are in the area. And it's just really awesome. Great company. Amazing company. But um, that wasn't what I originally was going to talk about. One of the things I was going to talk about is uh, Maria and I ran an appointment, and um, it was a lady who was absolutely insane but hilarious, and she has a hair salon down in her basement, and super cute. But um, she talked about this uh, hair coloring guru that she has had the opportunity to follow and meet. And when I say follow, I mean like on social media and stuff. I don't, 
she may have stopped him. I'm not sure. She she was a little anyways, but <laughs> she um was met this guru and he talked about hair coloring and how the best water is the purest water you can get with a pH of um, between five and six. She was good with getting her pH down to six. And it just so happened this was the day before we were going to Resintech. And at Resintech, we took a couple of classes that had to do with um, uh, removal of arsenic and um, I think it was chromium was the other one. And a lot of it talked about pH. And again, it was so cool that Maria, and at this point we had Bob sucked into this appointment, and um, it was so cool that Bob and Maria were able to learn from somebody besides me and Kelly <laughs> that about pH in the water and how you can lower it and how there's certain filters. And they were able to spend time with, um, I think it was Matt from Resintech and discuss pH. And... Um, so we're we're still working, and Maria, you and I can talk offline about where we're at on that. We're still working to um, recommend some equipment for this lady that she can have. Um, we're looking for a pH of about six right at her wash basin, only for care. And um, it just it it was it was pretty cool. So two morals of the story: with whatever the customer wants. That's what we need to work with them yeah. on. And, and, and also get out of your bubble. Get out you know, of your bubble. Get out of your bubble. That's that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I have one thing that I want to add on a different topic if you're done with that. Yeah. Um, that was a reminder this week of, of the importance of doing a follow-up. So working with a client that um, a, a softener was installed – three years ago, nearly three years ago. And the installer, who was a really no longer with the company, but he was a very, very good installer, um, a lot of experience, but he apparently one of you know, had a bad day and put the system in backwards. Um, I've seen that happen even with experienced installers. They they get busy, they have a bad day, and this system has been installed backwards. Now the issue that is a little surprising and a little frustrating is it's now been um, three years. There have been six service calls out to this house, um, and nobody has noticed it until finally the the customer is complaining about a low water pressure all over the house. They call a plumber out who takes off the aerators and finds resin in all of the aerators. So now you've got a, a water softener without because when it's installed backwards, it's going to blow resin and media all the way through the house. Um, and so now you've got all kinds of issues where appliances are messed up. Now, why it took a, a homeowner three years to discover the problem, I don't know. Um, but what's more frustrating is that when you have been out to a customer's house six times, supposedly to check the system, what that's telling me is that, um, number one, the the water wouldn't have been soft. Um, the system, uh, you know, wouldn't have had the, the amount of resin in there. Uh, number two, a follow-up wasn't done, or not a thorough one, to make sure the installation looked good. You know, check the arrows on the back. I mean, it's these little things, you know, know your equipment. And, and so the importance of doing a follow-up 
And then if you have a checklist, if, if a customer is paying for a service call for you to come in and do the, a system check and, and a water test, it's really important to do those things, you know, to catch that stuff. And if you do catch something like that, you don't, you don't say, oh, man, uh, the system's been installed wrong for the last year. You say, you know, when I was doing my system check, I noticed uh, something that was a little concern. I'd like to have service come out and take a look at it. And then you go back to the office and you say, hey, this thing's installed backwards. We have to fix it. You know, but um, but it it really is important to do a thorough follow up and and um, inspection and water test to make sure that we're we're not missing those things. Um, so, uh, and I, I think you know we get in the routine. You know, we especially the salesperson goes out and they do a follow up when they know that one of the the good installers put it in, and they just assume everything's good. But we're human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. So, um, so we can, oh, I'm sorry. No, can we go add ahead. to that real quick? One of yeah. the things that I also mention when I'm training new um, MV pros is that uh, there are certain water softeners, um, Autotrol is one of them, where the inlet outlet is a little bit different. So pay attention, know your equipment, where the which side the inlet and outlet is on, and then when you are doing the plumbing assessment, if you notice that whatever equipment is currently in there, not saying that the installer isn't going to recognize it, but like you said, sometimes they have a bad day. Just mention, you know, Autotrol or mention that, you know, um, equipment is different than ours, um, inlet, outlet, opposite. Yeah, there are arrows on the back of those things. I know, but... (laughs) <laughs> like you said, sometimes have a, some people have a bad day, and so if, if you catch it first, then at least it's a red flag for the installer to to double-check that. Yep. Yep. Um, Stacy, is that something you check for when you are doing your follow-ups there in Indianapolis? Hey, lose you, Stacey? probably muted um i was muted and then i the screen disappeared so i do check <laughs> um as long as i'm tall enough to check yeah yeah <laughs> there are occasionally you put in one of those you know 60 k's they're taller than me yeah i know yeah and um oh. but normally i check and i will tell you a few years ago when we were real swamped we had some um, a couple of plumbers on the side doing installs mm-hmm. for us. If one was going to get installed backwards, it was going to be one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. They would because they don't do it every day. Right. Yeah. And they they wouldn't pay attention, and then you get that call the next day. There's little like orange beads in the bottom of my toilet. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, that's so, what I don't understand is how a homeowner went three years with that. That's what's kind right. of puzzling. So. Uh huh. Because it'll show but, up quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk. We do have a, a topic to talk about today. Um, this came from one of the uh, individuals that that listens offline mostly to uh, to us. So shout out to Steve and thank you for um, for the for the topic. Um, you know, I, it's always I, I love hearing from those of you listening to the recording of this. There's 
we get you know 100 to 150 downloads a week i i would like to just take this moment to invite you to when you're able to come on live because i definitely enjoy the discussion and having everybody there and um it's uh it's always nice but um but uh definitely appreciate that you uh, those of you listening to this as well and and appreciate hearing from you and your feedback but the topic that was suggested that we're going to talk briefly about today is um, is uh, selling against online equipment. So how do we, um, you know, how do we sell against when we're out there uh, talking about uh, our equipment in the home? Um, you know, how do we sell against online equipment? So I thought this was interesting. I know we have done a lot of topics on the box stores before. And I think this is kind of an interesting um, offshoot of that, particularly since, I mean, online purchases have been around for, you know, quite some time. I, even um, 20 years ago when I was in, in sales, um, you know, there were, there were certainly people out there that would say, well, I can just go buy that online. Can I buy it off the Internet? Um, and, and definitely you can. I think with COVID, Nowadays, uh, I think um, that, uh, you know, the last couple years, online purchasing has become a lot more commonplace. People that rarely bought things online um, are, are buying more. People that they're, they're buying different things online. And it's true. You can buy just about everything you want on the Internet. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, I think, though, that it's important to look at the parking lot at the Home Depot, <laughs> you know, so, or, or at Lowe's or at, um, you know, any box store, any hardware store, even with the pandemic, as soon as that came back up, the parking lots got full again. And so what that tells me is that there are certainly people out there that are shopping online. They're buying things online. Um, there will always, those are the same people, in my opinion, that went to Home Depot to buy a water softener or went to a hardware store to buy their own plumbing supplies. Okay. Um, I really don't know that the people that are, I don't know that we're losing a lot of customers um, from, and, and I'm interested in feedback from, from, those of you listening in, but my thought is that we're not losing a lot more customers to online uh, shopping. Um, I think that those are the same personalities that were shopping at the box stores, the do-it-yourselfers, the people that, that want to tackle it themselves. Um, it also goes back to the importance of what we are selling. So let's, let's kind of start there, and let me ask you guys this. Do you think, well, what are we selling? When we walk into the home or, you know, and we're, we're talking to somebody, what are we selling? What's our product? And remember, we're not talking specific products or, or companies on this call, but, but what's our product? Good water. Okay. So, so good healthy, clean water, tasting water. What else? Us. 
So I, I, I would argue that we are not selling a tangible at all. Okay, we that's a tool to get the tangible. Okay, it's the same reason you you hire a builder or a plumber. Okay, you're not hiring them because of 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 the copper plumbing, the copper pipe. You're hiring them because of their knowledge on how to do it. So when somebody brings us out, and the reason they pay the premium, look, I, I've said this before. I honestly, truly, truly do not believe that there is a water softener or a filter out there made, not a reverse osmosis system, not a softener, not a filter. There's not a single piece of equipment made, I don't care what it is, that's worth more than a 1000 bucks. I mean, residential. Okay, there's a commercial, you know, some commercial stuff out there that costs more than that. But I, I don't think there's anything out there worth more than a thousand bucks. So why is it that most of the good quality systems run range two to four thousand dollars out there? You know, if if I'm sitting here out of one corner of my mouth, one side of my mouth, saying there's nothing worth a thousand bucks, worth more than a thousand bucks, why? Why would somebody pay three thousand? Are we out there scamming them? It's I would say knowledge. the yeah, it's the knowledge, right? It's the intangible. Okay, it's this is why as sales professionals, and this is what we do differently than either the box stores or online purchases. Okay. If you're you're going to lose if you're up against a box store or an online sale, if all you're doing is selling equipment, you're going to lose those sales because you cannot compete with the price. You, you just can't. You can't compete with it. And look, there there are some people out there that are do it themselves. They, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. They feel like they have the knowledge too. They save the money. I'm one of those people on certain things, by the way. Okay, I like I prefer to do things myself in in many instances even if it takes me 10 times as long. On the other hand, I go to an oil change place and get my oil changed. I know how to change my own oil, but I go there because they've got the tools and the, the equipment and I can get my oil changed in 10 minutes as opposed to it being an all afternoon venture for me. So so why is it you know it's it's not the oil, it's the ease, it's the it's the fact that they have the tools. They have they know how to do it. They know what they're doing. They can do it a lot faster. So I'm not paying when I go in for that oil change. I'm not paying them for the oil. The oil costs nothing. It's it's you know I can go to the store and get that for a fraction. But um, I'm paying for their tools and for their knowledge. Okay, that's the way we have to approach our sales as well. Yes, we have equipment, and some of our equipment has nice features. Okay. Um, and maybe it has different features than something you would find at a box store or online. But most you can find really good equipment online. What is more difficult to find is the person that will um, warranty it. You know that will cover it if there's a problem. The person that you can call if there's if there's a, a leak or if you have a question on how to set it um, or you know how to how to do the water test. So what we have to focus on when we go into the home is selling the intangibles. Okay, take out the reality is that's even the case amongst competitors that are actually going in the home. The 
biggest difference between, I mean, you, you guys know, the people on this call know that there, there are really only eight to ten manufacturers of these things out there. You know, you can throw a sticker on the front of it and call it whatever, but but the softener that you sell, Stacy, is not going to it's not going to make the water any softer than than the than the softener that any of your competitors or any of of Motor Vitality's clients sell. I mean, the softeners there's only so much hardness in the water you can take out. If you have other things like chlorine or or PFOS or those types of things in the water, it's all the same technology that takes the stuff out. So if you have three competitors selling essentially the same equipment, yes, I'll be a different brand. I'll be a, a few different features here and there, okay? But if it's the proper technology and they all have the proper technology, then it's all going to work. So why does that customer choose to go with one company over another? I would say that it's the same concept. It's the same reason they would choose to go with um, – with, uh, you or any in-home, you know, full-service company like like ours, as opposed to going to a box store or online, it's because of the knowledge, because of the professionalism, because you did a better job of being the professional, the expert. That's pretty easy to be online. You know, you just have to make sure that the customer understands. If you go in and all you're trying to do is sell equipment, you're going to lose to the online sales. Because apples to apples, you can't compete. They can get it for $1,500 less. But if you go in and you're selling the intangibles, your knowledge, your professionalism, it's going to be easy to um, to, to beat the, the online. Not always. Nobody's going to close 100%. Like I said, there are going to be some do-it-their-sellers. I mean, there, there are still people out there who change their own oil. Um, but they're, they're not as many. That's And the proof of that is in the parking lots of the box stores right now. They're they're out there. Jen, Stacy, you want to add anything to that? <laughs> and even when it's um, not necessarily the big box stores or the online, I have competitors that if we're talking well water, I replace a lot of their rental equipment and stuff because they don't take the time to test the different kinds of iron and what it's really going to take yeah. to get those well, that's, the, that's the thing is water, and we know this, we've talked about this a little bit too, water is different from every region of the country, right? So there's, um, so there's not a one-size-fits-all thing. And we, you know, you talked about the plumbers and all respect to plumbers who plumb houses, but they they can't, plumbers can't, I mean, they, they don't do water treatment all the time. So they don't know how to set these things up. So somebody buys it online and then they have their plumber put it in. But like you said, that's where it's likely to go backwards and it, and it takes the extra time. You know, they, there's, they're not familiar with this equipment. It's, it's brand new. They don't, they don't do it. Just like we don't plumb entire houses and put in toilets. You know, we install water treatment equipment. So... Um, and I completely agree with the fact that they're they're contacting you for knowledge. Um, the lady that we went to that was asking us about lowering her pH, her fiance actually is a hydro mechanic that helps um, build water treatment for hospitals. So it was 
it was kind of cool that everything that I said to her, he showed up mid appointment and um, he kind of reiterated everything that I had already told her um, about how much pH would be lowered with RO, so on and so forth. And, um, but, you know, she, she could have done all the research online. She could have spoke to her fiance about all of it, but she chose to bring us in for our knowledge. And there, there's been times that I've been talking with um, somebody from a different industry, usually like in a customer service setting, and they'll start talking their lingo and I'll explain. I don't know what any of this means. I, I can, accounting is one of them. <laughs> and somebody will start talking about the, the profit and loss and the, the chart of accounts and this and that and that and this. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to slow down and, and explain this to me because I don't understand it just like you wouldn't understand how to set a water softener or how to do a plumbing assessment. So like you said, they're bringing us in for our knowledge. And I well, there is another aspect to the online um, that you run into a little bit, and that is um, the pseudoscience. Because when somebody yeah. is shopping online and buying online, they're going, they're going to run into a lot more claims and a lot more uh, pseudoscience. You know, there's, anybody can, can write anything on a web page. And some of it can look pretty convincing. So we do run into that, to those types of things as well. And that's where you being the expert, first off, you can't argue with them and make them feel stupid for believing something they saw online. That, that's pretty common. You can't, you know, de degrade people for that. Um, but it is important to know what is out there, to know how to answer it, to, you know, to be the expert. Again, this goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning. Don't live in your own little bubble. Know know what the claims are out there. Look at you know do the research. Look at you know what what is it that when somebody says alkaline water will cure cancer and do all the stuff you know what are their claims? What what's the terminology they use when they say you can strap a wire around your pipe and put an LED light on it and it creates a magnetic magnetic field that changes the I don't know <laughs> molecular polarity of your, you know, valence of five ion, you know, I mean, they throw a bunch of chemically sounding words in there, and, and you should know what those are. You know, if you're running against it, um, read up on it and know how to answer it, you know, and don't go into the weeds, right? You can't go, you can't get in too, um, too deep because you're just going to, people are going to glaze over but you need to know at least what they're talking about. You know, if you sit there and if they've found five web pages that look fancy and very professional and, and they say, um, you know, what do you know about this? And you go, I've never heard of that before. It, it, it may be legitimately because it's made up BS, pseudoscience, but if you say that you've never heard of it, they very well may look at you like, oh, well, you don't know very much about your industry then. You know, that may not be the, the um, you, you know, they, you should at least, you know, talk about how you, you know, your familiarity with it. So um, that, that's part of making yourself the expert, you know, being, being the expert. So, um any final comments before we, we finish up here today? 
Hi, Kelly. It's so, Maria. Hey, Maria. How's it going? Good. Very um, good. Um, so I was just, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, and you're dealing with not only online, but competition and people giving false information. And um, the more I've learned about that is, is re you really listen to the customer. But so when things come up, I mean, I have, you know, I research them later and I can then come back. And so the situations that we hear, you know, you may not know at the moment. Um, and, and I don't, so I will address it at the time, but I will tell them that, tell people that I will get back to you and I will research it and I will find out. Um, just like we had found out about the, the piping for, you know, the tubing for the reverse osmosis and they wanted yeah. to know exactly what it was made out of. And mm -hmm. so again, those situations cause us to learn and then to help them and use it later. Um, yeah. But absolutely, you know, the knowledge, that is what, what they bring you in for. And you can bring two people with the same amount of, you know, selling the same equipment. And the person who actually listens to them, the person that responds to them, you know, doesn't wait three or four days to get back to them, gets back to them the next day. Or if they don't have it, they'll say, listen, I'm looking, I'll get back to you later. It's definitely that professionalism where you're actually, I guess, hearing the customer, what they're wanting, what their needs are, what their concerns are. So anyway, but I agree. Cool. All right. Well, um, if those of you listening to this on recording, if you have any thoughts on this, please please shoot us a line. We appreciate it. Um, just a reminder, uh, immediate past president DJ Shanahan will be our guest next week, and um, I really hope that you all will put it on your calendars to join us live and welcome him. So um, the uh, we look forward to talking to you then, if not before. So everybody be safe. Have a have a great week. Take care.